Hey friend, do you want to offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work, and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. Hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Learning for Good. This is episode 47, and I am kicking off an official celebration as we approach episode 50. This is such a fun milestone, and I want to celebrate with you. So for the next few episodes, we are in party mode. So here's what you can expect. Today's episode is all about the value of training. But I'm bringing it to you in the words of past guests and listeners just like you. The next episode, episode 48, will be an inside look at the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective, a free private community where we have the opportunity to continue these great conversations with our peers from other nonprofits. You can grab a link to join us in the show notes. Then episode 49 is going to be an Ask Me Anything episode. I am opening up and sharing anything you want to know about business, the podcast, learning and development, you name it. And then finally, episode 50, drum roll please, just a few weeks away, will be a behind the scenes look at Skillmasters Market. All the juicy goodness. Why I started the business, what types of projects I work on, what I've learned, mistakes I've made. It's all fair game. I can't wait. And each week I'm asking you to take an extra minute to leave me a review on this podcast. You don't have to, of course but reviews help me reach more people just like you. And they help me know which content resonates with you most so that you get more of the content that you like. All the reviews that I see between now and episode 50 will be entered into a giveaway for a Skillmasters Market Rocket Book, which is a reusable notebook where you can take notes, upload them to the cloud, erase what you've written, and then repeat. It's great for people who still like to take those handwritten notes, but also want the digital copy. I'm so excited to celebrate with you for four whole weeks. So let's dive into today's episode of Learning for Good, where we will explore the real value of training. So excited. Let's go. As learning and development leaders, we spend so much of our time thinking about training. Who needs training? What do they need? How will it benefit them? How will it benefit the organization? And we are often questioned on the value of training. What is the ROI, people ask, the return on my investment? And our response is often to produce satisfaction surveys showing that people like the training that they went to or net promoter scores to show that people would recommend the training to their peers. These aren't bad metrics, but they aren't the only metrics. And while we could and will do an entire episode on measuring learning impact, so excited about that one, 
Today, I want to explore the qualitative data, the qualitative impact. You probably have a personal story of how training impacted you. It might even be why you are in the field today. You may occasionally hear the stories of impact from your learners. These moments are the moments we live for. The moments we know we are successful. The moments we know our work is meaningful. That's why today I'm bringing the stories of impact from across my network. These are stories that were shared with me from previous guests and listeners just like you. And I'm so honored to share them with you here today. All right, my friend Danielle is up first. One of the things that I talk about when designing learning experiences is making it quote unquote fun. I don't mean fun in the traditional sense because everyone has a different definition of fun. What's fun to one person might be not so fun to someone else, right? What's fun to that person might be not so fun to the the first person. And so it's really difficult to plan and scale fun. But what I mean is the unexpected. Doing something unexpected can get people thinking differently, engaging differently, and ultimately will help them remember what they've learned. So Danielle Gines of DG Consultancy shares an example of doing the unexpected and how valuable that was for one particular audience. Let's give it a listen. This is Danielle Gines of DG Consultancy. When I think about the value and impact of training, I go back to this one uh, session I did for community college, and I decided to do a language shock activity, which is kind of bold and at times risky because you start speaking a language no one else in the room can comprehend or is familiar with, and you ask them to introduce themselves. And because they don't understand, there's some level of confusion. It only lasts a couple minutes, eventually with gestures. I had a participant, it clicked, and she knew, okay, I think I have to share my name. So once she did, you know, I congratulated her. We went on to speaking English, which was the dominant language in the room for this workshop, and broke it apart, talked about how the activity connects to the topic, which was working with international students, multilingual students, and how to do it in an empathetic way that it's an inclusive experience throughout the college. And to this day, everyone still talks about that session. It happened in 2018. It really fostered some open and thoughtful conversations. And so when it comes to valuable training, it is important to know we will get out of our comfort zone, but it has deep and sustainable impact when we do. Okay, so speaking of the unexpected, All of my favorite life and leadership lessons are from my kids. It's in parenting that I learn most of my lessons. So I was excited to hear Tim's story about his son and how he saw the value of training through an experience with his son. Let's listen into this fun story with Tim Lockie from The Human Stack. When my son was less than four years old, we moved to a new place and there's a paper bag sitting around and my son put it on his head and started running towards a wall and I caught him before he hit the wall no I didn't sorry no he hit the wall and fell to the ground 
And then the bag fell off and he put it back on and he got up and started running the other direction. And that's when I caught him. And I pulled the bag off him, his head, and I said, John David, we don't run around with bags on our heads. And he looked at me and there was this recognition of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. We don't do that. And then he never, never ran around with bags on his head after that. There's so many times where I have been like that and I needed someone to come along and tell me, Tim, you talk with every new client. Tim, you have to approach a leadership situation with this way of thinking about it. Or Tim, you have to think about the other person when you are giving feedback to them. And I appreciate people who don't assume that I know to not run around with a bag on my head. So don't assume people know. Just, you know, nothing wrong with telling people, hey, we we don't do it that way. So that's that's my story. I love this. We can't assume. Training is valuable because it forces us not to just assume that the learners know something, but to spend the time, effort, and energy supporting them so they can do things differently in the future. We can take the bag off their head, so to speak, so they can see what is in front of them. Set expectations about what needs to be done, how, and allow them to practice in training and on the job. So they are set up for success time and time again. All right, I want to go to Michelle next. Michelle Velasquez is an incredible nonprofit leader who spends her time inside and outside of work investing in others and helping them grow in their leadership. So it was fun to hear what training has meant to her. Leadership to me is the greatest responsibility and the impact that training has had on my life really is possibility. It's access. It's having the opportunity to learn something new from somebody else. It's been having opportunities to get really uncomfortable over a topic that perhaps I didn't even know would make me uncomfortable. Training has given me the opportunity to see things differently, to have a growth mindset, and to stay curious, and to have opportunities to walk away with nuggets of information that then I'm able to share with others and help them rise to the occasion. And that's ultimately all that I desire. There's a quote that I hold near and dear to my heart, which is, work is love made visible. I think of this work in at such high regard. It's more than just a job. It's a calling for me. And I feel that in order for me to show up as the best leader that I can be, I need to constantly be learning and gaining new insights to support other people. I love Michelle's focus on the growth mindset, allowing her to learn new things and be a stronger, better leader. But I also love that she mentions being able to pass that learning on to others. The ripple effect of training isn't often talked about, but when we invest in our staff, customers, or members, depending on the type of nonprofit and your audience for training, it can have an impact for years to come. Do you wish you could connect with other nonprofit learning and development leaders? I know what it feels like to want someone to bounce ideas off of and to learn from someone who really understands you and your work. Imagine if you could have a simple way to meet people in the field, ask questions, and share information. 
That's why I created the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective, where nonprofit, L&D, talent management, and DEI leaders can connect with each other quickly and easily in a virtual space. When you join this community, you will walk away with a new, diverse, and powerful network and a sounding board for your staff development needs. So if you're ready to exchange ideas and collaborate with your peers, come join the Nonprofit L&D Collective. All right, I want to share Marnie Van Wick's experience next. Marnie's career has spanned education, nonprofit, and consulting. And here she shares how coaches have helped her frame and reframe situations so she can make the best decisions. I'm a big fan of coaching as a wraparound support to training for this reason. Coaching can prepare learners to apply what they've learned, reflect on how it went, and then find new learning in the process. Let's listen to Marnie. So both my mom and my grandma were teachers. And so, you know, your first trainer, I think, is a parent. And for me, one thing I appreciated about my mother as a trainer slash mother is that she was always very clear with her communications and her delivery. And the expectations were always very clear. So I think that's an important part of training. Another thing I appreciated about her as a trainer is her creativity. So anytime there was a new task to learn, it was always fun. And there was something interesting that she incorporated into it, whether it was a challenge or a competition with my sisters. So that was another thing that made training fun in our house. As far as being the recipient of training, I've had the privilege of having some great mentors and coaches. And one thing that they have helped me with is framing my experiences as a leader, basically having a growth mindset and making sure to include when I was thinking about decisions that I had made that perhaps I was looking back on and regretting rather than regretting those decisions, reframing that process and seeing it as I made the best decision with the information I had at that point in time. Now, we often talk about training related to functional skills or leadership skills, helping staff do their jobs better. So I love that Kay Meredith talks about how training has impacted her leadership style, her confidence, and how she shows up as a leader. Kay is a nonprofit learning and development leader and has also been a guest on this show in the past. Let's listen in to what Kay has to say. Training has played a valuable role in my leadership journey, especially when I think about those training or learning experiences that are about identity and racism, as well as those that are about building relationships with others. I think those two types of training probably have influenced my leadership and my leadership style the most. And I think just overall have helped me to be more self-aware and have really supported me in my own confidence and how I show up. So as I pointed out with Michelle in a previous audio, training can have an impact for years to come. But as we heard in Kay's audio, it also impacts us in ways we don't anticipate. I love that. All right, so my next example is I love it because it's so in line with my approach to training. 
So Alana Hughes, co-founder of With Innovate and a former guest of this show, shares how training allows you to combine what you know with what others know. That's exactly my approach. As adult learners, we all bring experiences and expertise to the learning experience. So we have an exciting opportunity to leverage that and build on that. Let's listen in to Alana's reflections on the value of training. I was fortunate to experience training through a somewhat unique lens early in my career, and that was as a Peace Corps volunteer in the Dominican Republic, where there, a large part of my work was focused on local capacity building. And needing to learn new skills to then turn around and impart to others really taught me how quickly we as humans can absorb and replicate new abilities. It also taught me how expert can be a relative term and how important it is to combine what you know with what others you partner with know. And that ultimately as well, the the skills themselves that you're learning are not as important as how they're then applied to the work to have an impact. And so these things I continue to reflect on 15 years later in the work that I lead and the fields I choose, which ultimately are talent development, consulting, and innovation. This training experience early on, which you know in, was in addition to so much learning by doing the Peace Corps that also stuck with me, has also made me a huge advocate for training and talent development for early career professionals. And I specifically focus on those who are focused on social impact. Another key element of what Alana shared is the opportunity to apply the learning. This is a powerhouse combination, bringing your current experiences and expertise, building on them, and then applying what you're learning. This sets the learner up for true behavior change. All right, final audio clip, the real value of training. Let's listen in to Sonia. When I was working at a nonprofit, dealing with a lot of organizational change, I visited a friend's class within her master's program around organizational change. And that class that talked about team dynamics and team building was just so profound. I had to apply to the program. And the program actually was in learning and organizational change. And I went for the organizational change information. I wanted to know how to lead organizations better through transition. And it was the learning that truly was instrumental in my understanding of leadership. And for some reason, I had thought about learning within a school context and not within the work context. And when I realized that every job needs to have a training element in it, whether you're learning how to regulate your emotions, navigate conflict, how to do email better, communication, all of those things. We need to be growing professionals always in the process of training and improving our skill set. Never stop learning. That's Sonia Perez Lauterbach's key message. As a leadership coach, I would expect no less, and I love it. I am here for it. So I had to save that audio clip for last. Okay, remember, this was just the first celebration, and we are celebrating for three more weeks until I hit my 50th podcast episode. So take a moment, leave me a review if you want to enter the giveaway, and tune in to episodes 48. 49 and 50 for more chances to celebrate with me. I'll see you next week 
on learning for good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.